Preface and Author's Preface of Maria or the Wrongs of Woman This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Preface The public are here presented with the last literary attempt of an author whose fame has been uncommonly extensive, and whose talents have probably been most admired by the persons by whom talents are estimated with the greatest accuracy and discrimination. There are few to whom her writings could in any case have given pleasure that would have wished that this fragment should have been suppressed because it is a fragment. There is a sentiment very dear to minds of taste and imagination that find a melancholy delight in contemplating these unfinished products of genius, these sketches of what, if they had been filled up in a manner adequate to the writer's conception, would perhaps have given a new impulse to the manners of a world. The purpose and structure of the following work had long formed a favourite subject of meditation with its author, and she judged them capable of producing an important effect. The composition had been in progress for a period of twelve months. She was anxious to do justice to her conception and recommenced and revised the manuscript several different times. So much of it as is here given to the public, she was far from considering as finished, and, in a letter to a friend, directly written on the subject, she says, I am perfectly aware that some of the incidents ought to be transposed, and heightened by more harmonious shading, and I wished in some degree to avail myself of criticism, before I began to adjust my events into a story, the outline of which I had sketched in my mind. The only friends to whom the author communicated her manuscript were Mr. Dyson, the translator of The Sorcerer, and the present editor, and it was impossible for the most inexperienced author to display a stronger desire of profiting by the censures and sentiments that might be suggested. In revising these sheets for the press, it was necessary for the editor, in some places, to connect the more finished parts with the pages of an older copy, and a line or two in addition sometimes appeared requisite for that purpose. Wherever such a liberty has been taken, the additional phrases will be found enclosed in brackets, it being the author's most earnest desire to intrude nothing of himself into the work, but to give to the public the words, as well as ideas, of the real author. What follows in the ensuing pages is not a preface regularly drawn out by the author, but mere hints for a preface, which, though never filled up in the manner the writer had intended, appeared to be worth preserving. W. Godwin Author's Preface The wrongs of women, like the wrongs of the oppressed part of mankind, may be deemed necessary by their oppressors. But surely there are a few who will dare to advance before the improvement of the age, and grant that my sketches are not the abortion of a distempered fancy, or the strong delineations of a wounded heart. In writing this novel, I have rather endeavoured to portray passions than manners. In many instances, I could have made the incidents more dramatic, would I have sacrificed my main object, the desire of exhibiting the misery and oppression peculiar to women, that arise out of the partial laws and customs of society. 
In the invention of the story, this view restrained my fancy, and the history ought rather to be considered as a woman than of an individual. The sentiments I have embodied. In many works of this species, the hero is allowed to be mortal, and to become wise and virtuous, as well as happy, by a train of events and circumstances. The heroines, on the contrary, are to be born immaculate, and to act like goddesses of wisdom, just come forth highly finished Minervas from the head of Jove. The following is an extract of a letter from the author to a friend, to whom she communicated her manuscript. For my part, I cannot suppose any situation more distressing than for a woman of sensibility, with an improving mind, to be bound to such a man as I have described for life, obliged to renounce all the humanizing affections, and to avoid cultivating her taste, lest her perception of grace and refinement of sentiment should sharpen to agony the pangs of disappointment. Love, in which the imagination mingles its bewitching colouring, must be fostered by delicacy. I should despise, or rather call her an ordinary woman, who could endure such a husband as I have sketched. These appear to me, matrimonial despotism of heart and conduct, to be the peculiar wrongs of women, because they degrade the mind. What are termed great misfortunes, may more forcibly impress the mind of common readers, they have more of what may justly be termed stage effect, but it is the delineation of finer sensations which, in my opinion, constitutes the merit of our best novels. This is what I have in view, and to show the wrongs of different classes of women, equally oppressive though, from the difference of education, necessarily various. End of Preface and Author's Preface